Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Real World Talks with Lourdes, Kathy, and Natalie. Hi, ladies. Hi. Today, we have a special guest with us by the name of Savannah Smith, and she is actually the manager of investments for host hotels and resorts. Hi, Savannah. Hello. How are you? We're doing great. How are you? Doing great, too. It's uh, it's a beautiful week. We can't ask for better weather. Love it. Absolutely. And thank you so much again for taking the time to speak with us. My pleasure. So, Savannah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what led you to your current position at Host Hotels and Resorts? For sure, yeah. I definitely have... uh, um, you know, a little bit of a winding road, but I'll try to keep it, you know, as brief as possible. Um, I went to uh, the hotel school at Cornell University, and I was really into a lot of different topics. I love marketing. I love French. I was I was all over the place. I, I planned events for my sorority. So I like to, you know, keep myself very diversified. But once I got to senior year, I was thinking, okay, you know, what, what do I really want to do here? And a friend of mine had um, taken a consulting position at HVS, which is a hotel consulting and valuation company. And you got to travel and see all these different hotels every week and then um, value them for different purposes, like if they wanted to sell the hotel or refinance. So I said, hey, that, that sounds like a lot of fun. I love traveling and I love getting to see you know different projects and get some diversity. So um, the two of us headed out. New York City. And that was my first job. I got, uh, a, you know, kind of a quick um, and uh, very busy uh, first job. I was seeing about one to two hotels a week and doing valuation reports. Um, so that was kind of how I started in real estate. And I just loved it. And while I was in New York, I, um, I read the book Never Eat Alone, which I'm a huge proponent of. And I would take meetings with anyone who would talk to me. And I was so curious about how people got to where they were. And I would just try, you know, talk to people in real estate or, you know, developers. And I would just say, well, how did you do it? Like, what was the, you know, defining step that got you to where you are? And I just loved hearing everyone's stories. So I definitely encourage um, anyone to, to do that because it just makes it so much easier when you hear someone else's experience. So um, through that network, I got a job with Hard Rock um, doing hotel development. So I moved from New York down to Florida and started with them, helping them with their management contracts and looking at some investments. And um, that's what led me to host. So uh, Hard Rock merged with Seminole Gaming and down here with the you know Big Guitar uh, Hotel. So came down to South Florida and I ended up moving over to host. This is about three years ago now. And... I love it. I have to say it's, um, it's been, a, it's been a great three years and, um, yeah, definitely. Um, it's, you know, it, I'm very happy with where the path has taken me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Savannah, for sharing your background. And I know that your position is a manager of investment. Now for some of our listeners who may have heard that position, but not really sure, like, okay, like really what is the responsibilities of someone in that role could you give us like a little rundown of like your day-to-day or what your day-to-day looks like in your job and your position? For sure. Yeah. So I started in investments, um, just doing, you know, uh, buying, selling assets or investing in our current portfolio. 
So um, that was where I started. So looking at acquisition opportunities, I would say was, um, you know, most of my role. And then also if we wanted to sell any of our, uh, of our assets, that was, that's another thing that we do also on the investments team. Um, But about six months in, uh, they were saying, Hey, actually we want to give some investments people the opportunity to asset manage some of our uh, hotels. So I said, that sounds interesting. I've never done that before. Um, so they started me off with one hotel. Um, it's the Eve Hotel Miami here in downtown. And um, it's been a really awesome experience because it, it helps me um, get a really realistic view of what's possible as far as, uh, you know, improving the performance of a hotel. Um, sometimes investments people can kind of look at a P&L and say, oh, well, you know, this is... Um, you know, off from our benchmark, we need to adjust this by, you know, a point or something. But even this small change, it takes so much time and effort. And, you know, because there's actually people behind all those changes, usually. So um, it's been it's been really good. Definitely made me um, more uh, sympathetic to asset management and like knowing what is uh, what's possible at a property. Oh, awesome. I can tell you really love your job. So what do you like most about it? I do. I love it. I, I definitely consider myself lucky that I've, I found a job that I think really fits my personality. Um, I would say just the, um, I, every day is different. And I know like people say that all the time, but I really love that aspect because um, it, it just fits with, with um, you know, who I am. I like to go from one to another, you know, maybe to a fault. I like, you know, uh, every day to be different especially when you're working on deals, you know, it's like the excitement and, and um, the hopefulness of, you know, oh, maybe this hotel will be ours in a few months or, you know, however long the process is. So I just, uh, I love the possibilities. Like also um, it's not a huge part of what we do, but, you know, redevelopment or special projects, you know, and in, investing in our current portfolio. I think that's really interesting because I mean, it's basically, you know, limitless potential for what you could do with a site. So I, I love projects where it, you know, gives you a little bit of a chance to be creative and have your imagination, you know, play into it and, you know, think, okay, what's the, what is, what should we be doing with this site or what's the best possible way to maximize, you know, this hotel. So, um, yeah, I love that. I love the creativity and being able to work on different projects and then, you know, close the book and get the satisfaction and, and move on to the next one. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing, Savannah. So um, my next question for you would be, how do you lead your team and what does leadership mean to you? So um, we have um, a pretty small investments team where we all work very closely and um, in asset management, it's a slightly different relationship because we're kind of overseeing um, the management companies that are different properties. But I think either way you look at it, um, I think leaders are people that inspire others to see that their point of view and, and instead of just imposing, you know, oh, this, you know, this is what I want to do and we're doing it because I want to do it. It's more of, you know, how do I convince everyone that this is the best path we should take and that way they're independently motivated, you know, to reach the same result with me. So at our properties, if I see, you know, an opportunity that I think we should take, um, for instance, we outsourced a restaurant at the Eve um, to a third party. And it was definitely a process of getting all the different parties on board with each other. But if you can inspire people to, to agree, oh, this is the best 
course of action or we do need to make this happen, then, you know, I think that that's where the best leaders are. They're inspiring people to have the same vision as them. Um, Or if they're not right, then they're acknowledging that and they're, you know, letting someone else influence their thinking. So yeah, definitely collaborative uh, effort on, uh, on everyone's part. Awesome. Awesome. Um, And now kind of, you know, thinking about our students who probably have thought about this role, but thought about, okay, how should I get started, you know, or if I want to be in that type of position, um, you know, how would they be able to even get themselves aligned in early experience? So could you share some advice for our students or even some alumni um, that would like to get into this field? Like what would be the best start for them and experiences for them to gain? Yeah, um, I definitely think that there are so many resources at, at um, you know, FIU at different schools that um, the students are at. And it's just, um, it's about taking advantage of all those resources you have while you're a student. And also, I would reach out to all, a lot of alumni that had interesting jobs when I was in school. So um, I would either find their email through our alumni directory or, you know, even reaching out on LinkedIn and just saying, you know, could I, do you mind, I'm a student or I recently graduated. Do you mind chatting with me for a few minutes about what you do? And I mean, I love getting those emails, but maybe I'm a weirdo, but um, I think it's really fun to share your experience with the younger generation. And I had no clue what I was doing when I was a senior. So I can only imagine a lot of people probably feel the same way. Um, so I would definitely say, yeah, reaching out, using all your resources, um, and then I think it's good, you know, to get a, a first job that gives you a lot of exposure and, and, um, lets you expand your network and, and work on a lot of different projects. You know, I think that's why a lot of people kind of go the consulting route or working for a bigger company where, you know, they're, um, working on, uh, for different clients. Um, you know, there's lots of different ways to get into it, but I just found that, you know, I, I still have connections from my first job. Um, and I think that's a great way to start your foundation is, um, you know, just getting as much exposure as you can and, um, and yeah, and then figure out what you like and what you don't like and, you know, how to, how do you hone in on like what your actual interests are? Um, so yeah, more exposure, the better in my opinion. What great advice. So you mentioned that you had no clue of what you were doing when you were a senior in um, college, (laughs) (laughs) right? So (laughs) now, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, gosh. Um, You know, it's tough. You know, looking back, I think, you know, we can all beat ourselves up about things that we didn't do when we were younger. But, you know, it's all you're, I feel like, you know, at every point in life, you're doing your best and it it led you to where you are today. Um, you know, I wish I had done more to take advantage of resources I had when I was a student. Um, I wish I'd reached out to more people, but you can always, you know, you can say that in hindsight. Um, I guess it's just, um, I found more and more, it's just about like, um, figuring out who you are and what your individual mark is going to be on, you know, your industry or, uh, you know, whatever, wherever you're trying to make an impact and just trying to be like lean into, um, you know, your individuality as much as possible. Um, I, I feel like sometimes when you're younger, you're looking for your identity and you're seeing other people that have found it and kind of trying to, you know, to follow in their footsteps. But 
once you figure out, oh no, like this is, you know, this is me, this is um, the market I'm going to leave, just makes it easier than trying to um, to fit someone else's mold. Absolutely. Um, Savannah, so COVID-19 has had a large impact on the industry and the workforce. How has it impacted you, if it has impacted you in any way um, in your role? Um, yeah, so I'm really lucky. Um, Host has been incredibly um, great about this whole situation. You know, we've been able to work from home. They're encouraging us to take mental health days and, you know, to, to keep our sanity and they're being, you know, really, really understanding about everything. So I'm super lucky about that. And, um, honestly just grateful. Um, it, it, you know, it definitely has changed, um, the nature of what I'm working on. I would say we're, we're just in this kind of period where people don't know exactly how long this is going to last. And it just, um, the transaction environment is a little bit, you know, foggy right now, um, just because, um, you know, I, I think people who can are, are holding their assets until there's more certainty. So the opportunities out there are, you know, a bit more, um, I would say a, a different from what we would normally want be looking at, you know, as far as we usually are looking at, you know, large, our iconic, irreplaceable assets, you know, luxury assets. So, I don't think those owners are really at the point where they're, you know, selling right now. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, definitely having to be, having to be more creative and opportunistic and looking for different opportunities to invest in. Um, and then for asset management, it's really just about, you know, managing our expenses and getting the operating model as efficient as possible, you know, during these really tough times so that we don't dig such a big hole that, you know, we can't, get ourselves out of it, you know, in, in the coming months. So I'm, I'm super proud of, you know, my, my properties here in Florida have done a great job of just, um, you know, keeping the, the cash burn as low as possible. And so we can dig our way out of this little, um, you know, unprecedented situation that has been this year. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's definitely going to change the, the operating model going forward, but I, I definitely am very optimistic about next year. And honestly, I, I think, um, I think people want to get back out there and they want to travel. And I just don't see this being a, a long-term or permanent change to the industry. Thank you for sharing that, Savannah. I agree, you know, with you. And I know that a lot of the students, they want to hear that. Um, I'm sure that this is, I don't, the ladies and I have spoken about this and we've spoken this with our faculty and staff. I don't think that I, we've ever thought that we would have been going through a pandemic. Um, but I think that we always encourage our students to be resilient and to know that our industry will definitely be bouncing back. Um, and we're seeing now that, you know, we're seeing more people traveling, which I say I give props to them because I'm not ready yet. But I think it's great to see that <laughs> because we need that, um, you know, as far as in the hospitality and travel tourism. Now, um, kind of going back into specifically your industry, I know that it, I was saying historically, you'll see that there's a lot of more male dominating roles. Now, specifically within your role, have you seen that there's been more growth in the amount of women, um, specifically within those type of leadership roles? Yeah, um, it, it's definitely an interesting um, dynamic. I would say, you know, 
so personally, I would say host does a great job of having women in leadership positions on our board, uh, you know, in, in all the departments that I work in, um, especially asset management. So, um, as a company, I think they're probably better than, um, a lot of other, you know, real estate, um, companies that are similar. Um, I think honestly, there's, there's been a slight change I've seen in just, um, you know, I think if you're in a male dominated industry, I think men tend to, um, uh, want to do deals with friends and I, you know, everyone wants to more than networking. You want to, you want to work with your friends. So if we can get to a point and I know, you know, it's harder than it sounds, but just where, you know, men and women can have friendly working relationships and, you know, more so maybe instead of like, Oh, let's all, you know, uh, go out on the golf course, like maybe, uh, you know, environments where women can be included in a friendly way, um, where they're kind of more involved in some of these deals that are, you know, um, like in a more familiar, um, setting. So I'm optimistic. I see a lot of, uh, people making, you know, a, a conscious effort to include women just as friends, which I think is really an important step in, um, you know, in making the industry more equal and, um, having more women in leadership positions. Cause you all won't work with your friends. I mean, that's the, that's really the bottom line, I think. Amen. Yes. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so going back to kind of COVID-19, um, I know that during this time I've picked up a few hobbies, like, you know, my husband has special requests for certain dishes now and <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I've been cooking a little bit more. So are there any hobbies that you've picked up um, during quarantine for COVID-19? Oh, definitely. I, I feel like, yeah, the cooking thing, I mean, that was like getting crazy for a while. I feel like a lot of us were cooking three meals a day. And then at some point you just have to say, okay, this is, this is getting crazy. But, um, besides that, besides the new recipes, um, I got a new set of golf clubs and speaking of golf, um, I'm trying to learn at least how to golf well enough where I don't embarrass myself. That is the, that's the key. Um, I'm making good contact, uh, you know, consistently not like missing the ball. So it's been good, good progress there. Um, but yeah, it's been, you know, it's been fun to find, uh, some new hobbies, even this, um, the home edit show on Netflix, I think it's inspired a lot of us to organize our pantries and stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of things to do around the, the house that are fun. So <laughs> nice. Okay. Plenty to keep us busy. <laughs> you might be our next Tiger Woods, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> no, but hopefully I just won't slow everyone else down. <laughs> That's my goal. No problem. So you mentioned a show <laughs> on Netflix. So could you name your top three favorite shows to watch either on Netflix, Amazon Prime, or just TV in general? Yes. So this is so hard because I have so many different TV moods. Honestly, I watch a lot of reality TV. I know it's embarrassing, but I love Real Housewives. <laughs> I love cartoons. You know, I love it all. But if I had to name three, um, I, I picked three that I thought maybe um, – people didn't know about because I feel like, you know, shows like the office and stuff, they kind of have their cult following. So try to pick some different ones. Um, 
There's one on Netflix called Travels with My Father, and it's this comedian Jack Whitehall and his dad, um, and they do these trips together. And I just think it's really, it's like a travel, sh- you know, travel show, comedy show, but also, you know, it's cool to see their their dynamic. Um, I think it's really sweet. So I love that one. Um, Nathan For You is one I watch on Hulu, and um, it's the quirkiest humor I've I mean, there's, you can't even describe it. It's just the funniest show ever. So I definitely recommend that. Um, especially if you, if you like business, I think you'll appreciate his, um, uh, alternative approaches. I'll just leave it at that. Um, hilarious. Um, and then third, I, I, um, I was struggling with this one. I was going to say Rick and Morty, but I think I'm going to go with 11, 63. Uh, it's a show on Hulu that um, is about a guy who time travels back to stop the assassination of JFK. And it's, um, I would say it's just like everyone likes it. I would say, you know, it's um, good for any gender, any age. Um, I think it's really interesting. So um, yeah, I'll go with those three, but there's, there's so many more. I have to limit myself. <laughs> Cool. I love that you shared your top three. Now I will definitely look into those shows. So um, this concludes our interview portion. Now we're just going to go into our next segment, which is called Real World Talks, Two Truths and a Lie. It's a game with you. So um, for our audience, um, I'm just going to share the instructions a little bit. So Savannah will share two truths and one lie about herself in any order. Um, the objective of the game is for us, the host, Lourdes, Kathy, and I, to determine which statements is actually false and which one is true, which ones are true. So go right ahead, Savannah. All right, here we go. Um, number one, my favorite music is disco music. Okay. Number two, I have a Pomeranian named Paul. And number three... I collect vintage glassware from the 60s. Huh. Hmm. What's That's your a guess? tough one. I'm um, going to go with a Pomeranian. Um, is, is that for the, a truth or a lie? <laughs> I think the other two, I think the Pomeranian, it could be you have one. I'm not sure about the name, but I'm going to go for the Pomeranian as a lie. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to say the disco music. Me too. I agree with Lourdes. I'm going to go with the disco music as the lie. Okay. Is, is that everyone? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, the lie is that I have a Pomeranian named Paul. Oh. Um, I, <laughs> so I, I almost adopted a Pomeranian um, and I was going to name him Paul, but um, I, I already have a cat named Beignet. So I decided that wasn't fair to him um, on, you know, on a whim to pick up another animal. So um, now I just have one cat, but would love to have a Pomeranian named Paul one day. <laughs> I am a cat lover too. I have two babies at home myself. Oh, um, <laughs> They're the yes. best. They He's are. Right yes. They, they kept me company for sure during quarantine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, definitely. It would have been so different without him. Um, yeah, especially working from home all day. It's so nice to have a little friend. Oh, <laughs> <Aww>, absolutely. 
Well, thank you so much for, for joining us today, Savannah. We truly appreciate you taking the time. And thanks to our listeners for tuning into another episode of Real World Talks. And we will catch you all next week. Have an amazing week. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye.